Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to WrestleMe. Hello. I thought he said that. <laughs> I really froze there. All the hellos. Yeah. It's, it's the last time I cut a promo you, Mark. I can't say, I can't even say the word. What is it? What? Pro- WrestleMe? No, 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 no. Promo. Promo? Promo. Promo. Cutting what? a promo. You said different ones. What I are... said pr- promo, innit? Promo. It's my accent, though. Promo. But it's promotional. Pro- promo. 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 Promotional. It was just promotional. No one, but I say, what do I say? I might say you promo. You said promo, you said doco, when you said doco, yeah. doco, doco, doco for documentary. A doco, I'll, I'll have that, well, it's not a doku. No, I know, exactly. Promo. Promo? <laughs> promo. I Promo's got, fine. As you know, someone did actually flag this up, but someone's flagged it up before when we were on XFM many years ago. And they said, why can't Mark say promo? And I remember reading that and thinking, I know I have a problem with this, I can never remember which way around it is. It must be promo, surely. Promo. Promo. Promo? Promo. Why am I saying it different from Promo you? sounds like... Like the profumo Promo. Promo sounds weird. That sounds like someone poshied me. Wrestle me, Mark! <laughs> Hello! Wrestle me, Peter! Um, yeah. We're a breakdown. Oh, I was, uh, well, yeah, I was trying to cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to avoid that entirely. Uh, you're listening to the second part of uh, WrestleMania 8. Yes, we are slap bang in the middle of uh, Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. Worth pointing out that's the first match. <laughs> it is, yeah. We're in the second podcast and we've not even... We had a lot to chew through, as I imagine. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, the people who are in charge of the WWE, uh, WWF, um, very much sleepless nights, you know, dealing with yeah. a lot of stuff. So we've got to deal with a lot of stuff as well. Exactly. Know? It's our responsibility to you to give you the full story. <laughs> exactly. Not not just, you know, m- mess about working out how words are pronounced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about which wrestlers are genuinely sexy versus <laughs> unsexy. <laughs> Who's more ravishing? <laughs> yeah, I. Um, yeah, who? Uh, I, who is the most um, ravishing? Who is really ravishing? ravishing. I think it is. Uh, it is Rick Rude. It is Rick Rude. I can't think of no, anyone else. Nobody else. else. Um, there's also. Uh, it's worth pointing out. We didn't mention last time that in this uh, match there is a referee who has lovely silky nut brown hair mm. cut in a bowl, and he's also got a tash. He looks like he's in Cromwell's army, <laughs> but he's <laughs> taking a bit of time out to do some wrestling reffing. <laughs> so such soft hair. Vic Reeves did a, a thing I loved for, on a night he took over like for comic relief mm. on BBC Two many, many years ago. And he just had a big archive of people who were on University Challenge in the 70s. And he just described their hairstyles as it flicked through. <laughs> and one of them, he talked about, he said, it's like a, it's like a velvet swimming cap. And this guy <laughs> has a velvet the swimming. velvet swimming cap. Yeah. It's sweet. He, he only <laughs> appears at this WrestleMania. You never see him again. You never see him again. Weird thing to sort of go, I was a referee at WrestleMania. And you go, were you? I've, I've watched a lot of wrestling. I don't recognise you many, at all. How many matches do you have a referee? Yeah. Just that one. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. I think he also... WrestleMania, right? he does he, he does some of the big ones as well. I think he might do uh. Flair Savage. And again, yeah. if he can do it, why can't I? That's my big question. <laughs> well, yeah, why exactly, can't I? Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm bigger than some of the wrestlers. It ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a, a, a wee lad. Because um, we, we're sort of starting cold. I'm sort of looking at my notes here and like... I've just said Gorilla and Heenan very I mean this Wrestlemania is very much the Gorilla and Heenan show it really is in many yeah. ways and they had a relationship that lasted for a few years but they were just on weekly television and they were they were doing three or four shows a week yeah. and they are so good Heenan is so brilliant on this there, there are weird things like Gorilla Monsoon will sort of go he had a weird way of phrasing that was like from a couple of generations before the vernacular he uses yeah. so instead of saying you need your eyes tested he would always sort of say you need to book yourself an appointment with your ocularist 
Uh, yes. And Heenan just responds. He goes, there's nothing wrong with my feet. <laughs> yeah, classic zing, gags. Zing, zing, zing. Classic gags. Really, That's what I really like good. about it. Uh, Tito Santana still wrestles and he teaches Spanish and PA, PA at a school. I think so he's probably a really super nice guy. Yeah, he seems I, quite nice. I, I, I think he was talking at one point that he said he was promised the WWF title, mm. uh, but that sounds to me uh, like, as the Spanish say, a load of old horse shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> El horse shito. El horse shito. Mm. He, uh, he is a, a, a super nice guy. He is a, such a good wrestler. It's mm. really hard to find uh, a Tito Santana match from the 80s that isn't really good. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's just got it. Just got oh, it. And it's a shame man. in a way he stayed at the WWF for so long. I think if he'd gone to NWA at the right time, yeah. he, he really could have had some classic matches. I didn't like the fact that um, Shawn Michaels um, threw Sensational Sherry to the floor to do his pausing. No. Didn't care for that very much. No. She seemed surprised by it. Mm, I don't think she was. No, she knew it was happening. She used to hang around with Macho Man. I think she's <laughs> she's used to men doing stuff irrationally and suddenly. Suddenly, yeah. I should imagine. Sudden moves. I should imagine that is like a, a day in paradise being <laughs> thrown to the floor. So there's a lot of... Um, it's the first time I've sort of noticed a lot of fan signs in this WrestleMania. People yeah. just seem to be having... Um, somebody's got a, a, a big... Uh, well, not even that big, to be honest. Probably Air Force-sized sign about Sensational Sherry. Mm. Talk is so cheap, so is she. Oh, zing. Unnecessary, How isn't it? How dare you, and also, and also a John 3-7 sign in the crowd as well. A lot, a lot of fan signs kicking around, which is quite John 3-7? Yeah, I, I can't remember what the... Um, I think it was the precursor to, which is the which is the one that um, they always have in wrestling. When John three sixteen, John three sixteen is the classic very one. Big in Austin yeah, I think it got took over by that. Uh, I think the original was John three seven. I ah. think that's the case. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, because I think uh, th- there are a couple of biblical passages that relate mm. to wrestling. Jacob wrestling the angel and things that ah. always used to be a thing but I mean I imagine oh that. no I, I think this was very straight like mm, the devil is bad yeah or, or you know homosexuality <laughs> you, you'll all die I mean again one of those places Nandrelon it, no it's quite interesting some of the guys uh, Glenn Joseph who set up Progress mm. uh, he's, he tweeted recently saying, saying it must be a terrible time to like wrestling if you're a homophobe and he's absolutely mm. right it's, it's yeah. such an inclusive especially things like Progress who are they pride themselves on their inclusivity yeah uh, and it's so good to see and it is funny is that the one on the south coast uh, no, oh, uh, Progress are, 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 I think they're actually sort of Kentish Town Camden based. Right. Okay. Uh, they run in the electric ballroom. You're yes. thinking Riptide, who, Riptide are, are also, who are also right on. It's really, really good to see what a sort of right on community. And I don't mean right on, that's that's really unfair. Which mm. nice, Just decent, normal, decent yeah, people. Ordinary yeah. people who aren't mad. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, it's lovely. I mean, you, you compare it to WWE, of course, and they are, you know, a, a re- working for Donald Trump's Republican organisation. Mm. It's nice that there are now left-wing organisations. Yes. You know. Like the St. Pauli um, German Football Club, obviously, uh-huh. very uh, anti-homophobia, uh, anti-racism, all that stuff. Are there any quite pro-homophobia that's uh, all the rest of them. Yeah, every, <laughs> every last one of them. Uh, what are the Russian teams like? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty uh, pretty strong on a couple of opinion on, on a couple of uh, subjects. I think, and I know we let you do a lot of booking, but I think a really good wrestling character would be called the Ultra. The Ultra, yeah, yeah. like a kind of like a remember that you know that Italian. Um, extreme soccer game mm. where it's like it's like British Bulldog mixed with soccer basically they've got this ball sorry, sorry Peter what is this unbelievably exciting thing you're telling me about <laughs> what is it called basically, it's two teams I think you have four goalkeepers like some linebacker kind of things but it's, it's soccer but you handle a ball basically yeah um, and it's just like UFC mixed with soccer this, this where they just is... beat the shit at these big fucking Italian ultra guys this is the greatest thing I've ever heard of carry on <laughs> Calcio or something or other it's called and they just beat the shit out of each other all the while trying to get this ball down the end of the thing and at one point I think they just release a ball for no good oh. reason it's it's wonderful but it's but it all goes back to like 16th century fucking Italy this is like old school yeah. like they don't have as many deaths or eye gouging you're not, you're not allowed to kick people in the head but everything else is fine <laughs> so in like a sandy kind of like and it's just these blokes I have, having a scrap I have a thing now you, know, you, you you know, I, I'm I'm not one for football, and it's mm. uh, I, I, you know I can watch it and enjoy it, but I find it <laughs> difficult to follow because there are too many people, too many names, and other people who like it more than me, and therefore I can't get involved. And <laughs> one of the things I have noticed is every time there's a flare goes off, I go, yeah, I'm part of this. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. I'm on, I'm on that because yeah. <laughs> I always think this is about to get exciting. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, the ultra, I think, would be really good. Someone comes out with a flare, yeah, uh, is then homophobic, uh, then refuses <laughs> to fight, is then jailed. <laughs> I think it's a really good morality thing. Stabs a man and then bow. 
from because yeah. it really hurts. Yeah, tries just, to get just, him. So he needs a colostomy bag. You know, oh, oh. Um, has there ever been any any soccer based um, kind of? Because just nobody. I mean, they, I imagine there's an NFL. I imagine there's a few NFL well, kind of crossovers. Famously, but. Steve Lombardi, who was the the Brooklyn brawler, he was given mm. a brief character called MVP. Uh, who? Yes. Oh no, sorry, that oh, was different. No. He was given a brief character called Abe Knuckleball Schultz. And baseball. He was painted like a baseball, right? And it was it was he <laughs> no, was brought in. Sorry, I thought you were going to go for baseball player, but no, no, no. it's an actual he fucking w- baseball. He wore a baseball costume, but he had his face done with the stitching, and it was white painted. Jesus! And uh, that was done because the baseball players were pretty much on strike. I think at that point, right? And so Vince McMahon sort of went, "Wow, people must really hate these people fighting for better wages and conditions and pensions." <laughs> Note locker room. <laughs> Note locker room. How I treat strikers. So then they put uh, this. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz and there was a they, um, he must have known that gimmick was going to last like five minutes well, I mean, this like is, John Tenter's fucking shark uh, nonsense uh, there is there is a, th- a thing where people say around this time it's almost like Vince McMahon discovers LSD so <laughs> everyone is a bin man or a baseball there was also the goon who was an ice hockey player uh, which was uh, I, th- I think a guy called um, Wild Bill Irwin I mean there was just some crap there was just some crap <laughs> sports is weird because again I think I think there isn't as much of a crossover no. in wrestling as there is with other sports what you notice uh, quite a lot they get cheap heat going to stadiums and say mm. you're in uh, Brooklyn mm. you'd go uh, I'm going to beat this, this, this you know, I'm going to beat Hulk Hogan down although it would be later than that I will beat The Rock down mm. and he will you know be as big a loser as your beloved Brooklyn Dodgers yeah, or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that seems to be the only time people sort of boo out of, you know, knee-jerk reaction. But no one cares. <laughs> no, no exactly. one cares. Just nonsense. No, uh, it, it's it's funny. I mean, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz is, is a, the worst one. I think it was a German goalkeeper who may have gone pro. It, yes, that's yeah. right. He signed. He signed into. I think the uh, performance center. Mm. I have a feeling it didn't work it didn't out. Didn't work for out him. right. Yeah. No, but he was there for a couple of years. That's a, that's the thing though. Coming from such a high-profile game into something like that, you sort of go, well. It would be very easy for them to just you know push them through and stuff, but like if you can't do it, you can't fucking do it. You know, like, no, it's, no. It's the amount of times. The, the more and more wrestling I watch, the more and more times I think, Jesus, like this is like the best of the best. Yeah. You know, like the, like it's such a unique kind of weird thing, and like. We deal with these. We talk about these wrestlers who, you know, been given shitty gimmicks or given, you know, a rough a, a rough ride or whatever. But fundamentally, like these are still the best of the best, and they can yeah. really do it. Even the shittest wrestlers are still good. Even yeah. you know, Great Carly, who I hate, um, is still a unique man who can still sort of wrestle, even though he's terrible at it. Yeah, I mean, you're making a point. He's the worst one for you to choose. But the, I guess the I guess the more extreme kind of bodies kind of yeah. don't. I was I was watching so uh, WrestleMania weekend, and it, as I say WrestleMania weekend. It's longer than a weekend. It's so long. Yeah, it's so long, Pete. I can't tell you how the WrestleMania 34. It it just went on and on and on and <laughs> but on. But they do it over a weekend now, don't they? They yes, sort of they do, do it like yeah. it's such a huge thing. What's really noticeable is is on so they the smaller federations now come in and they'll take over the area as yeah. well. And they'll put their big shows on mm-hmm. that year. And what you really notice is that midway through sort of Saturday, so before the NXT Super Show and before WrestleMania on Sunday, mm. people have seen so much wrestling, they're just dying. And they're, they're, and, and they're in, they're in New Orleans, they're drinking hand grenades on fucking Bourbon Street. Absolutely. They're knackered. They're going to see shows at the start of midnight and you're just <laughs> hammered and just, it looks no fun at all, <laughs> poor lads. Poor lads. Um, but but one of the, the things that came in Wrestle, uh, the WrestleMania weekend, and I, I can't for the life of me remember who it was, but they sort of went, ah, oh, they were trained by the great Carly. I thought, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Blind leading the blind he, there, isn't it? He, is, he should be prosecuted a wrestling school by the great Carly <laughs> my fucking god <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, um, how did, did, did you was it much, much of the actual Wrestlemania itself I, I did yeah I did it, it was uh, with the, the the dark matches that they now call the pre-show mm. it was seven hours long yes seven hours Pete jeez that I, is that's I mean I turn my nose up at like a four hour or yeah. a three hour I'm like it's 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 really 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 long mm. and it just burns you out it's it's I think they're going to have to look at that and sort of work out whether or not they need to take a step back there's been times in the, in the past where they've done loads and loads of pay-per-views mm. and they realise the audience gets burnt out yeah. they start going do you know what I can't keep up with all this I'm not going to do it and actually the seven hours of Wrestlemania it was it's just how, how on earth 
do you, that's a full working day. Why, why, why do they do it over on all in one weekend? Let's just do it over like three or four, like a kind of yeah. like a football season or an F one season. Yeah. Kind of have a match, have a have a, an event every you, week. You sit through events that are just worthless all the mm. time. Why not stagger it out? And I know they've got this thing of going, well, we're selling out stadiums and we're giving you the best that we can give. But Jesus Christ, I mean, some of them have been problematic in the past because they've been outside in places like Dallas mm. and people are sitting outside in the sun for seven hours. <laughs> that is something if you did to a dog, you would go to prison. <laughs> These people are paying hundreds of dollars, hundreds of pounds to essentially get slowly baked and watch, you know, ugh, mid-carders. Getting yeah. forty-five minutes—it's it, insane. But when you've got, when I mean, I guess the biggest story was the uh, the Ronda Rousey um, hot rod kind of kind of thing. Yeah, she seemed quite good. I, I thought quite, she was I, sensational, yeah. really, really good. And I think there's a funny thing about that, of course, is which is well, it's wrestling, isn't it? In an odd way, it's an entirely level playing field. Mm. And if you come in, even if you've got no wrestling experience, mm. if you come in and you make the audience stand on their feet and go, "That was phenomenal," you are you've done your job. You are the best wrestler in that building on that night. Mm. And I think. Obviously, you know, you couldn't get her to do a 45-minute off-the-cuff, you know, Iron Man match or anything at this mm. point. But she came in with what she needed to do, and she blew the place away. Yeah. She was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And th- those are exciting. Those sorts of bits of going, I didn't expect that. The yeah. problem is, there are the guys who you've seen a lot over the years just doing the sort of thing they do. Yeah. And it's... Uh, what WrestleMania needs to be is it needs to be very special. Yeah. It needs to be matches that you've dreamed of seeing, mm. or it needs to be things that are built up to the point where you can't wait to see it. Mm. The problem is, there's always a lot of stuff where they're going, we need to get all the lads, you know, make sure everyone has a payday, mm. get everyone a bit of visibility. And it just means you get this long, long thing where you've got a couple of bits that are memorable and the rest of it, you're just going, oh gosh. Mulch. This is long. Yeah. This is long. <sighs> anyway, we'll get to that in probably three years. <laughs> My God. Legion of Doom. There, there. they are. Hawk and Animal. Big signing at the time. This They hadn't made uh, an appearance for, for months because mm. Hawk had been... Uh, Suspended for uh, uh, failing a drug test. God, is everybody in trouble? This at WrestleMania. They really so- are. They really are. So well, they they should have had a match, but they just brought them back. They mm. didn't feel they were ready until then. Um, and they brought back their long-term manager from the NWA, a guy called Precious Paul Ellering. Right. And he is really good at speaking. He's actually mm. been working at NXT with uh, the Masters of Pain recently, but he's a very good guy on the mic. He now races dog sleds quite a lot. Yes, I've I heard that. He <laughs> was so weird. Back in his day, he was a competitive bodybuilder as well. Right. And he, funnily, he was the manager of the Legion of Doom, but in, the, in real life, he was their actual financial manager. And one <laughs> of the big financial decisions he made was he invested a load of their earnings into the stretchy spandex Zubas. Zubas. So in the 80s and 90s, all of the wrestlers used to wear skin-tight leggings, and they were made of sort of spandex, and they'd have, like, you know, uh, fluorescent tiger stripes on it, mm. and that was Zubas, and that made the Legion of Doom very wealthy. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they always kept him. They were like, we need to bring him in, because he always looked after them. Um, <laughs> Animal in this shouts so much that his eyes go bloodshot as he's <laughs> shouting. It's like a horror film. And <laughs> Hawk had this really f- sort of famous deep, gravelly voice, yeah. and it just... I mean, you know, I, I, I had to look online. Cocaine use dries out the throat. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, he's just, just... Oh, <laughs> man. Ellering has a line, and it's a really good line. He says, Gene, from the rocking of the cradle to the rolling of the hearse, all the tag teams out there ask themselves, is the going up worth the coming down? Yes, that's a lovely... Yeah, he's really good in this. Yeah, yeah. he also uses a word. He, he says, uh, 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 one of them, he says, the proculator of destruction. <laughs> proculator is a word that does not exist apart from in one book. I so I Googled said, I it. I thought he said percolator. No, he says the proculator. The proculator. The proculator ah, of destruction. I gave him too much credit, I think. I could only find it used once and it's a strange uh, reference in a Catholic history book. <laughs> so it, it, it's about someone being it? appointed to be served as proculator at a conference with the Irish lords. Yeah, I really. I, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I really, Either a mistake or the man is working on a mad level <laughs> of. I'm going to educate. He was, he was notably good. They're going up worth the coming down. We're great because we we dare to be great. It's like, yeah. oh, he yes. was good. This is slightly also a pre, uh, 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 sort of foreshadowing of what we've just talked about WrestleMania, mm. which is you get these. Slightly irrelevant 
sections where people are just shouting and then they don't fight and it just mm. pads it out a bit. Yeah. But um, really, really good. Yeah. It's also the slight beginning I mean, of the I, end I, for the Legion of Doom here. Uh, oh. Because they don't have a gimmick other than the fact that they're legendary and amazing looking mm. and really frightening. So they we decide... We do each other's makeup <laughs> in the dressing room. <laughs> they decide to give uh, Paul Ellering a ventriloquist dummy called Rocco, oh, who yeah. is their childhood toy... And I, 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 honestly, it's hard to work out what beyond. Again, Vince McMahon, the LSD? theory is Vince McMahon has discovered <laughs> a mountain mad. full of industrial grade LSD <laughs> and is continuing to run a billion dollar business. Um, it, it's mad. There are so many bad decisions made here. Absolutely awful. Uh, the next thing we see is Jake the Snake does a uh, interview with Sean Mooney. Yes. Um, Sean Mooney says, several rumours claim you're going to bring a snake to the ring. <laughs> yeah, he goes, <laughs> and he goes, no, I'm not going ri- to, they're not allowing me to. You've done it literally every time I've seen you, Every Jake. night for every the last six time. years. <laughs> every night. Rumours are you're going to bring a, uh, who found out this rumour? I am furious. <laughs> they sound like someone who's got at least one eye. How dare you besmirch my good name? <laughs> What's your nickname? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now, what that is, that is actually sort of saying, because of the way I behave in the past, that is, that is, that would be illegal in court, actually. There's a bit where <laughs> Jake is doing his bit and it's really measured and he goes, I'm going to leave a really long pause and I'm going to go, trust me. And he leaves a really long pause. And as he goes, Sean Mooney goes, are you go-? Like that. And you can see for a moment, Jake is just like... <laughs> I'm going to rip your spine out of your body. It's such bad time. He's such a sinister thing. promo, man. If I never hear Jake the Snake do cutting a promo again, I'd be too sick because I he's just he's just horrible. Yeah, he's he just a was horrible, he sinister was promo white hot just here. <laughs> and do you want to hear what went terribly Shilling. wrong with this match? Oh, what went wrong with this match? Pat Patterson. I, we talked about yes. last episode. He uh, was uh, he, he left, in all kinds of trouble. He left the WWF under a cloud. Yes, and Jake Roberts had a few months before realised he thought his career was winding down mm. and he was such a good wrestling psychologist he knew you know really really he was just so good on the mic mm. he was a really intelligent guy uh, he said I'd like to become a writer so when Pat Patterson went they'd said to him yep yeah, that's a, definitely a way that you can go yeah. and when Pat Patterson went Jake said well that slot is free I'd really like to become a writer now and they said uh, no no out of respect to Pat we're probably just going to not fill that role yeah and jake said right well that had been promised to me and vince mcmahon said to him no 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 you're not gonna have it um so jake was really really upset and he said well i I think i'm gonna have to leave i'm gonna leave wwf and vince said no no i'm not giving you a release either you carry on wrestling right so jake roberts went out to this match and he had i think a day or something left in his contract certainly not very much and he refused to go out to fight The Undertaker ah. unless Vince McMahon would give him his release so Vince McMahon uh, was held up over it and said well you know there's no other way is there well, you, we're going to have to give you a release so then Jake went to the ring and did the match Jake had been signed by WCW and he was getting he said £3.5 million a year but he had a 90 day non-compete before his WCW contract could click in and on the 87th day the man who'd given him the £3.5 million contract was fired and they brought in a guy called Bill Watts. And Bill Watts and Jake Roberts had hated each other since they worked back in Mid-South <laughs> Wrestling. And so Bill Watts said to him, I'm not going to honour that contract. And Jake Roberts said, but I can't go back to the WWF. And Bill Watts said to him, well, let's renegotiate. So Jake went from £3.5 million a year to two hundred grand, oh. And he couldn't go back. So it was just a real nightmare. Oh. Ha, another victory for Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even mean to do it. It just happened. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. Um, Jake did end up working backstage in the WWF in the second stint in the mid-90s, but at that point he was on so much sort of booze and drugs yes. that it just didn't work out at all. It was a, oh, a very... S- just a sad story. I'm so glad Jake is doing better now mm. because it looked like he would just have you know it was going in one direction yep. I'm so glad it didn't he's such an intelligent and decent man mm. uh, just oh, just one of the best and he's well, great we, in this as well, well. You, can tell, you can tell from the promos he comes for crying out loud and, and like um, I like the, uh, the the kind of like where they show you how it's come to this place why they're why it's happening yeah um, he traps the undertaker uh, his hands in a coffin. Yes, he does. <laughs> and he like, does. And, like, and what I like about the Undertaker is back then, his um, 
His dress is so hawky. It is. Like, now it's, like, fucking horrible. Like, it's good. Like, yeah. it's good. He, he, you know, he looks good. Yeah. Back then, he looked like a fucking fancy dress. It, it looks like... kind of nonsense. It looks it? like Big someone tie. pretending to be The Undertaker. Yes. Doesn't it? Massively. It, or, it looks or, hilarious. Like, a kid who's got to play Hiawatha, and their <laughs> mum's gone, I'm not getting brown fabric, you're getting black fabric. I mean, it's just so sort of cut on the arms. <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. It looks so He's rubbish. also got really squeaky organ music playing his theme. Yes. And it's better. <laughs> Sounds like it's like slightly Adam's family. Yeah. Um, but he, he comes out, he is, this is the Undertaker's second WrestleMania. So, so, so yeah, so, the, so he, he starts, he started his run last time. Yeah, uh, beating Superfly Jimmy Snooker. He gets, uh, in the promo, I think, is it a DDT? Yes. He gets, uh, Jake the Snake gets um, Paul Bearer in a DDT, I think. Yeah. It's really hard, like, it's really hard to make a DDT not look really painful. Yeah. Because... I think he might have hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> his, his head goes down, like, quite hard. It, it's the greatest finishing move uh, until the sort of mid-90s, late-90s. Right. I mean, the DDT was just the best move in wrestling. Mm. And nobody did it apart from Jake Roberts. Nowadays, you see any match, they'll put three of them in within five minutes. Yeah. It's not a criticism of modern wrestling. It's not a criticism of hot-shotting. Yeah. Just in those days, the DDT was just the most spectacular finishing move in the world. What's hot-shotting? Is it just where you put loads of They're impressive putting loads, moves? Uh, some of the older wrestlers, so uh, uh, people like Vader, for example, most famously, they would sort of say that flying wrestlers aren't... They're, what they're doing is they're doing loads of flashy stuff, but actually it's not really wrestling. They're doing gymnastics, and they're doing mm. these flashy moves that mean nothing. Right. So if you keep on doing DDTs within three minutes, it and then makes the other guy gives you one, then it's all yeah. meaningless. Yeah. Whereas the impactfulness of the DDT when yeah. Jake did it was that if it, if it happened, you knew everything was over. Mm. There used to be the idea about you never kick out of someone's finishing move. Right. That's changed massively over the years. And well, we see that later on in this, in this WrestleMania, yeah. don't we? And, it, and it's an evolving business as well. Mm. So I think it's crazy to sort of go, you young people. It's all... It, it's, weird it's always well it's not weird it's obvious it's always the older generation going this younger generation they don't know how to do it mm. it's always the way we've met it with DJs you know yeah. all the time when we were working at some of the big stations the older people would just go the thing about you lads is you don't understand how to do a good radio show mm. and the funny thing is the people who followed us the younger people they genuinely didn't know how to do a good radio show <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't see why anyone would think those two stories are connected but there is that thing you know so, so hot shutting but in the, in the old days they would protect those moves what's funny here is in this match they don't protect him yes because he Undertaker kicks out of two and the reason mm. they don't protect it is Jake is about to fuck off to WCW Vince McMahon knows behind so right. they have no interest in going you're good anymore yes. so they go do you know what make his move look like the shit right and ah. Undertaker does one tombstone admittedly on the outside rolls him in and Jake doesn't move you know and it's a, a, a funny thing where they're, they're going if, if we have no more use of this then take it with you, mate. Yes. But look, our bloke's made it look like the shits. Ah. When, when um, Undertaker falls in this match, he really falls like a board. Yeah. I don't know whether that's his style, but he got, falls like he's like he, rigid. Like he's Rigamore, still, he's still doing the part of the Undertaker here where Undertaker was all about slow and decisive, mm. so he wouldn't sort of flop around. Yeah. He would just sort of lay, you know, as you say, just plank it, essentially. <laughs> Some of the early matches they've got on like Coliseum Home Video when he's mm. doing this yeah. are really poor. Right. Because he is just doing stupid stiff. Yeah. Every motion is... Like he's a Frankenstein rather than an Undertaker. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it, and, it, and it looks quite bad. I mean, it, it works here, but as you say, he's, you know, his costume makes him look absolutely ridiculous. Frankenstein's monster, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, we should, of course, Undertaker is the creator. Um, <laughs> this is actually originally Kane the Undertaker. Uh, but they, they, I'm confused. He was, when he first debuted, he was called Kane the Undertaker. Why? Uh, so, and then later you get Kane. Yeah. Again, you know, it would have been good if someone had gone. Oh, actually, though, some two people might remember this bloke was called Kane the Undertaker. Just why let don't you we call him anything else? Yeah. Well, uh, any other name in the world but <laughs> Kane. Um, yeah. Yeah. Undertaker's monster. That's how I uh, remember um, the word for cash in Japanese. Mm. I think of um, Kane the wrestler with his funky mask um, with a big wadge in his hand. What? What's Money the Japan you probably never saw. What's or, the Japanese or, or word? Or Kane. So it's like, ah. I just think of the, the word Kane, or, or it's like an honorific term. So Kane, Carney. Nice. So there we go. There's a wrestler called Okada. <laughs> Okada. You could think of him, but with a big N <laughs> written on his chest. <laughs> yeah, he, he's very good. Um, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was, yeah, really, it was fun. It was really good, easy, fun. Yeah. And you'll notice nobody's talking about the streak at this point because nobody's thought of it. Yeah. Don't think of it for many, many years later. Um, when does it actually sort of come into sort of when they go, oh, well, let's make this a thing? Yeah, quite a long time after. So they uh, suddenly realise he's got about 11, 12 wins, and then they begin oh, slowly <laughs> doing it. It doesn't really kick in until he gets about, I think. 
17 or 18. I think well, people, I, yeah, the fans I, pick up on it. They, they start right. having fa- you know, uh, signs at WrestleMania say 16-0 or 16-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, th- that was something they lucked into. It uh, could have been ruined at any point. After The Undertaker wins, um, a man just sort of pops into shot and he's just got like a woman's undervest <laughs> in his arms. <laughs> and he looks disgusting. He's waving it around. He's like one of the dirty men in the crowd that we spoke about earlier. Oh, good. He's just horrible kind of, mm, look at this vest. I'm like, <laughs> it's so weird. Showing it to a dead man. The un- <laughs> <laughs> this is my dream. The un- showing my showing Nana's top to a dead man. <laughs> oh, here we the go. The incongruity of, of wrestling. It's just kind of like, have I got a roll with this punch? Because I don't think in any other stretch, of the, in any other sort of walk of life, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" About? <laughs> Last night at the proms, <laughs> holding up a woman's brassiere. We were at—I um, was in Naples uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weekends ago, and um, we were at like this um, violin recital in mm-hmm. one of the—I think it's the oldest opera house um, or orchestra house in in Europe. Mm-hmm. Possibly even the world, and uh, in the middle of that, this guy's doing this beautiful sort of virtuoso, like quite strange and out there stuff. <laughs> I don't know if someone just walking up or just did a really theatrical cough, but you just shot. You just heard this voice of this man go <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of everything, <laughs> and like, I was like, what the fuck is? <laughs> 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 like, I don't know what he'd done. Like he'd sat on a ball or something. Like as you get older, that does happen more and more. But <laughs> so have you ever done that where you've woken up like on a plane and you've it's... thought something woke me up? Was it me going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Massively have, massively have. Ex- excuse me, may I just ask? Was I screaming? I find, my- <laughs> I find myself if I ever if I'm ever sat on a bus or a train and I put my I open the little um, fall down table and I put my head on it to sleep. Um, it makes me very gassy. So I sort of, sort of wake myself up going, <laughs> going, oh god, oh no, that won't do. There's, there's a famous rib that they do, which is it is funny and it does make me laugh. I, 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 I think I've read. <laughs> the Hardy's doing it, but there's what you do is when you're on a long drive and you've got someone in the front seat. Oh, you, you pretend you're about a crash. You just scream. Well, no. What you do is you pull over in front of a a piece like a of farm machinery or a parked car, and then you put your headlights on full, and then that's when you scream. Yeah. Ah! And when they wake up, there's just a car in front, and it's absolutely uh, terrifying. I think about doing that all the time. I really do. I think that'd be hilarious. But I actually think that's the way I'd. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
kill someone. Yeah, or I'd um, break suddenly when they're not wearing a seatbelt and just bash, <laughs> bash the head on them. I, I, I'm super aware that whoever I was with would have a heart attack. <laughs> and then what it would be was just people around me just going, what, you know, why did you such why a did you stupid do thing? I wouldn't go to prison, so, I mean, that would be a bonus. <laughs> I might do it. Film it. As long as you film it, you're fine. I Absolutely fine. I don't fine. have a driving licence either, so I will get in trouble for it. <laughs> but um, worth doing. Uh, the third match, Intercontinental Champion Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes. He, uh, Roddy Piper, makes so many comments and noises when he wrestles, like really screams and stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, and that really adds to it for me. Like the, the, the newly mic'd up kind of ring. You really hear him changes. going a lot. <laughs> when he gets hit, he goes, more! <laughs> That's good. And people uh, don't do it. He's got career highlight hair, by the way. I really, really <laughs> like his strong, hair, dude. Yeah. He's got a nice wave in it. And he's it just only, looks good. He's only just got the, uh, got the paint off <laughs> two <laughs> WrestleManias ago. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, funny enough, I mean, that. That year thing, he's only missed testifying at the George Zahorian trial and being half black by about three weeks because <laughs> of the way it falls. He could have been half black in that. Absolutely. Oh, we're going to jail you, Mr. Toombs. <laughs> uh, that's his real name. What the, what the, what's the other half of... Uh, what does the other half of you say? <laughs> I'm in two minds, Judge. Yeah, fucking... Yeah. Well, let's see if the other half isn't both, racist. Both of them are racist. <laughs> yeah. very clear. Uh, Bret Hart's first single match at a WrestleMania as well. And he, yes. this is the match that really makes him a single star. Piper was pinned so infrequently on television. I mean, really? I, can, I can barely think... I mean, I, I can barely... not. I can't really picture any time like Hogan pinned him. Mm. I mean, he was just a really sort of, you know, untouchably good. Um, uh, Piper had, had known Hart ever since he was a very young child. They mentioned this in the commentary. Right. But uh, up in Stampede, uh, Piper is actually Canadian. I've mentioned before, and I think I've actually sort of gone, oh, an American guy doing a Scottish accent. He's actually uh, a Canadian, so he grew up with the Hart family, uh, right. knowing them. He'd sort of babysat Bret Hart. They don't make too much of it here, but the two of them, just apparently, they met and they wanted this to be a great match. Mm. And you can really see, they've got their working shoes on and they are just going flat out. Yeah. At the time, I, I can't remember th- seeing a, another wrestling match in the WWF that seemed so much like a fight. Yeah. It's it was, really, it was, really it well was, done. It was a really, really good match. Um, I, was re- I was quite impressed with um, spotting Hulk's blading in the last WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Hitman for me here two out of five. Even though like yeah. I read that he didn't get in trouble with it, no, he didn't get in trouble for it. But um, later on, there's another blading situation where the person does get in trouble for it. Yeah, but like I don't think this is a great. Like it's free, pretty bloody obvious. I it didn't even really spot is. the other one. It really is. Now I'm, I'm, this is blading's been been banned. Yes, uh, uh, this. But the the wrestlers like it because it is a way of just sort of ramping up the excitement. Mm. It's quite disgusting. Yeah, if you think massively, about it, yeah. you have to cut yourself and well, bleed over your own head. Especially because you, well, you know, didn't um, didn't one wrestler give everyone hepatitis? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think it was um, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton as he uh, had a, a second run in two thousand and seven, and he was uh, taking a program with he and his son Randy Orton against the Undertaker, mm. and it did turn out that he had Hep C. Yeah, um, uh, there was another. Uh, court case brought against Abdullah the Butcher by mm. another wrestler who said that he contracted hepatitis from uh, Abdullah. Mm. And this was solely down to the fact that they were in a position where the, their bloods could be exchanged. Yeah. Um, it, it is a real problem. So there was this sense of, I, I think more than that, they were like, we're trying to do something that we, we don't need any more negative publicity. Yes. And what that gives us if we're all bleeding is people go, you're barbaric. Yeah. You know, this is disgusting. And you know what? It turns out they do it themselves. <laughs> you know, they actually cut their heads open. Yeah. Bret Hart and Roddy Piper made the decision that blood would help. It would help push it. Noticeably, it's Bret Hart who is the babyface, really, mm. in this, who's also the upcoming guy who needs the rub, who is the one who has to be in more peril. Yeah. So he gets the blood. You see him get the blade when he rolls out the ring. Yes. But he went back and said, no, I didn't blade. I got hit on the eye. It was a hard way uh, blood uh, situation. Right. So uh, they they accepted that. How, I mean... They've got the footage. I saw him do it. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> I mean, he talks about it now. I, I, I mean, weirdly, it could have been a really serious situation for him because what happens later is Ric Flair does it, and Ric Flair was on the verge of being fired. Yes. You know, it was that serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were so angry about it. But Ric Flair doing it, I didn't. Even, I, I couldn't spot the blade. I couldn't spot Nick. him because he. I think he gets thrown out of the ring and he hits his head on the... Th- and he's got to pretend that he... Yeah. I couldn't spot him blade. I think there's a funny thing about what wrestlers are looking out for when people blade and what we're looking out for. Right. And I think there was that thing of, with Ric Flair doing the outside on the metal and then putting his hand to his head, if you're a wrestler, you'd go, he's blading. Whereas the Bret Hart, you, you see him as a, as a punter, you see him take the little package yeah. out, but the cameras are off him when he blades well Roddy Piper actually 
he can see him do it, and he actually gets in between the camera and him. You can tell, you can see him sort of going, Textbook. "I've got to do so, I've got to do something to distract the fact that he's, you know, Textbook. fucking jamming and it was, it, his head." It, it's such a fascinating, dis- fascinating discipline. And, mm. and one of the most exciting bits was like was in the last WrestleMania was seeing Hulk Hogan, seeing the referee pick up the blade after the after the yeah. after the blading and stuff. So, oh, that's that's quite interesting yeah. how it's, they're all in it, it together. It, it's also a really good pin here. Mm. Again, it was one of those things where. At this point, they're still not really having matches where people don't do anything but win decisively. They either win by cheating or they mm. win decisively. And in this one, he wins by a sort of out-wrestling. And it's just that nice thing of... The commentator Gordon Soley used to talk about uh, wrestling as being a game of human chess. Mm. And there's something really nice about that thing about going, I was the better man and I did it by being better than you, but it, it wasn't a fluke and it wasn't a domination. It was just I'm the best wrestler. Yeah. And that's very much more how it is today. Rarely matches end with sort of big finishing movies, moves. They tend to end with a good sequence. Right, know? okay. And that's what you see here. Um, uh, after this match, I mean, we can't move on, but like after this match, um, uh, th- there's like the World Bodybuilder Federation. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I mean, I'd heard the name Lex Luger because it's Lex yeah. Luthor, but like, and I, I understand that he becomes a bigger deal in the WWE. I yeah. presume he does because I've heard of him before. Luger was a huge star in WCW. He uh, looks like a you know those big Belgian blue cows. Yeah, he looks like he does, or, and then he drinks some milk. Like, it's the hardest thing ever. <laughs> I just drank a pint of milk. Yeah, he really uh, oversells that milk. He's, he, he was a wrestler who was who was not good, but he had a good body, and mm. he was charismatic, and he, he was always very near the top of the card. His first wrestling name was The Narcissist, which I quite like. It liked. was. Well, we see him at, at WrestleMania 9 <laughs> as okay. The Narcissist. And he has bad luck here. They bring him over, and uh, I think it was due to a non-compete thing, but right. Vincent Mann is, he loves bodybuilding yes he's huge on it all mm. of his favorite wrestlers as a kid were huge sort of bodybuilder guys, yeah. men and he's always had a fascination with big men i think it's i a- um john cena uh i've seen his bodybuilding picture mm. you know like they, they paint themselves that like weird fucking creosote stuff yeah. yeah that looks ridiculous um yeah it's just weird seeing like really hawky 90s kind of in, pictures of john cena in as a 1991 vince mcmahon sets up the wbf the World right. Bodybuilding Federation, and it's competition to the main one, which was the uh, International Federation of Bodybuilding. Right. And he poaches a load of these people. Um, they've got names like um, Barry DeMay, Mike Quinn, Gary Strider, or Gary Stridham, maybe, Vince Comerford, uh, and Troy Zuccolato. And Troy he brings Zuccolato. them in, and he goes, do you know what people want to see? They want to see disgusting bodybuilding. <laughs> and they have a couple of pay-per-views, and... Uh, pay-per-views for for They're watching. just lifting shit. Or, no, not even lifting shit. It's not even like World's Strongest Man. It's just yeah. guys going... Do you know what? Do you know what, Pete? They're in full on YouTube. They are <laughs> astonishing. Well, you're going to be fucking making money out of I watched. I watched the one from 1992, which was just after this one. Right. Um, and they introduced the competitors, and there's all these flashing sort of things of just like really veiny legs and stuff. And it's like <laughs> if you were gay in the 50s... <laughs> And your parents took you to a place where they were, we can cure this. That would be the video they show you. It is so revolting what the human body can do if you look after it. It's so horrible. Oh, don't look after it. It's like when you oh. see those um, cyclist legs that where you just see uh, the veins are just, they just, the veins can't get enough oxygen around the body. If you, I mean, think about how disgusting this is where, where you've got this thing and they're all old up. They're in these tiny, tiny shorts and then they're showing their backs and their backs have all got funny ripples and creases in. <laughs> where nobody else has ripples. And you've got Vince McMahon shouting over the top. Oh my! Because <laughs> <laughs> I know like the animated gifs of like uh, of Vince McMahon doing the falling off the chair thing where he's like, oh my god. Yes. And then it's like, oh my god. And then he's, oh, I've just fallen off my chair. Like I know that from the internet. He yeah. really likes buff guys, doesn't he? He loves them. He's always gone. And again, with this, who's he going to go with over Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair? Sid Justin. Why is that? Sid's big. <laughs> you know, he, he loves it. He, I think he's got that sort of thing of, it's just an old wrestling promoter's idea that, that bigger is better, and if they're yeah. muscular, then people think they're really strong. These guys are, and I'm sure they're, they're all still out there, weirdly. I mean, I mean, the last thing you want when you're facing a federal investigation into steroids is to have your own bodybuilding federation. <laughs> oh, Let, let's make that clear. The, the guys who come out, I mean, I'm sure they're nice guys, but they are... Absolutely disgusting. They're like they're like something from uh, you know like a horror film about skinned men, and they're all coming out and they're doing Flailed all men. Oh god! And they're in front of this auditorium and they're all doing weird poses that sort of like make 
like pits appear in the thing, so it's they, more. They do like ma- they do maneuvers that uh, uh, you know make muscles come out of like the oh, inner arm, like uh, the, like, the, like the space between. You know, like, your, yeah. your, your tricep and your wrist. Yeah. Something will just pop out. Well, I've never seen that before. And they the, go, well, that's the, a good sign of a good bodybuilder. Because his fucking wrist they are, bump they comes are, out. They are centimetres away from having veins on the outside, right? <laughs> now, if I had a vein on the back of my hand that was anything like any of the veins these people have, I, I would I would literally go to a doctor and they'd go, you're going to die. These guys, uh, honestly, <laughs> got watch, it, watch it on YouTube. It's, it's um, the WBF. It is... <laughs> repulsive on a level that and this is this is not a thing where i'm going in any way oh this is weird watching men i have no problem with that i'm a huge wrestling fan mm. i watch this and i just go you people should all be jailed for the damage you have done to yourself <laughs> it is so disgusting <laughs> the idea of watching three hours of it with vince mcmahon just go oh he suddenly knows what to do look at that back like a 747 it's repulsive <laughs> you would have to sort of write down it like cause it's such there's very little craft to pausing, really. You're just making the muscles come out. Yeah. And people are going, this is muscle, big he, muscle, he, isn't he it? He tried. Muscle. He basically, Vince had taken this ongoing, I love this, and I can make this as big as wrestling. Right. And the bodybuilders, by and large, didn't like the way he did business. He was an upstart promoter. They didn't like the way he tried to make it showbiz. And the reality <laughs> is nobody wanted to see it. Nobody wanted well, to see it. at least in, like, World's Strongest Man, they're lifting shit. Yeah. You know, they are legitimately well, the World's Strongest Man. They're I, not just... You know, and that is it. It's entirely them... useless. You might as well do who's got the most swollen testicles. Yeah, exactly. What good does it do? Take you? all your bones out and fit yourself in a jar. <laughs> like a big slop of muscle and sinew and gristle. Just slop yourself into a into a little bath. Oh, so look <laughs> at this sloppy Joe. Oh, look at He's him. got no bones. Look at him flopping around helplessly <laughs> on the stairs. Oh, oh my. That has as much in common as a normal human body as that. <laughs> yeah, there's um, no, there's no ceremony. There's no kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Motor Greg did flag up for me the milk thing, and I did watch that. And I do like the way that Lex Luger, who was, he was a very muscular wrestler. Yeah, he was nowhere near what uh, the bodybuilders were, were like. Yeah. And he he basically kept on not being able to take part in it. He had a motorcycle accident where he damaged his arm. So they kept on with saying he'd be debuting, and he never did. Right. And I think on the first pay-per-view, you get to see him drink another glass of milk <laughs> as well. And he obviously has that thing of going, well, how can I impress these guys? And in the world's strongest man, you have to pull a truck. Yeah. Now, when you do bodybuilding, you just go, I'll just drink this whole milk. <laughs> uh, that will help build my muscles. Um, it is. It is so disgusting. And I, I watched it in a way that when this whole problem is going on, you must have been, if you were a wrestler, you must have been sitting there. You're dressed as a fucking repo man and you're wearing a burglar's mask like fucking hamburglar and you're going, I don't know if this is going well. I've heard all these rumours about steroid investigations. There's these sex allegations and you're watching the WBF thing and you're just going... I, I'm li- I, this, oh, this is not working. This is not working. <laughs> this won't be here this time this, next year. This cannot be here. This is the final WrestleMania. And then you've seen Vince McMahon walking around going, oh, my empire's going to be destroyed. And you must be thinking, good. Good. <laughs> this is this is absolutely awful. It's gone full on Carol Kurtz. <laughs> it's awful. Well, come March, uh, sorry, July 92, so it's a couple of months after WrestleMania, mm. they have this really bad second uh, world bodybuilding <laughs> and Vince McMahon very reluctantly says, "Right, we're going to disband this." He's always had just, a really big let problem. The, the bodybuilders just run to the hills, <laughs> just let them loose like a zoo. I looked at some of them to see if anything funny had happened, and no, no, no. They they had this moment where they did this, and now they're presumably just doing. I don't know. I mean, whatever they're doing is better than this. But they'll be personal trainers. They're oh, always personal. Uh, yeah. It's where all the gladiators went. <laughs> <laughs> always go back to personal training. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but they've always got YouTube to look back on and go, those are the days where I looked like a disgusting <laughs> human worm creature <laughs> from some kind of, like, pornographic fantasy novel. <laughs> um, it's, it really is worth watching. A mahogany muscle nightmare. The other thing that Vince introduces <laughs> at this period is Icapro. Which what the is, fuck's Icapro? I, well, Icapro is the integrated conditioning program. It's a line of bodybuilding supplements that are advertised on <laughs> WWF programming. Does he want to do this? Three years. Bearing in mind what he's up, up against. Bold man. A bold man. <laughs> he, he, he's a saucy jack. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the commercial slogan for Icapro was, "You've got to want it." <laughs> 
Um, you've got to want it. You've got to want it. Wow. Um, uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard, who was working at WWE's Brother Love <laughs> at the time, he's one of the few people who's actually talked about Ica Pro, and he said they were they were like uh, these drops that you put under your tongue. Um, and you, they say on these adverts, they put adverts in WWF programming where a man called Dr. Fred Hadfield would say, I'm Dr. Fred Hadfield, and it's... They've got to... Hang on. They're oh, embroiled in a massive steroid investigation yep. where a doctor, a, a, yep. a, a bent doctor, is given out steroids. We, we don't and know... And they sell these fucking... We don't know what Vince McMahon is thinking. Again, I will take you to my previous answer. What if Vince McMahon is on LSD? <laughs> if I have my own supplement, that'll show them I'm not taking steroids because I've invented something better. You've got to want it. You've, you've got to want it, you've mate. Got to want you've got to want it. Um, Dr. Fred Hadfield, in this advert, uh, he just starts it, and there's an awful lot of... So, you've been hearing about IcaPro for the last couple of years, <laughs> but what is it? Well, I'm here to tell you. A lot of padding. Uh, and then he says the line, IcaPro is the result of years of scientific research. This research was studied in laboratories. Increase your energy <laughs> and endurance. Gain muscle size. Help you achieve the look you have set for yourself. Fair All of this sounds like if I was selling steroids, the stuff that I'd say. <laughs> this was not steroids. Yeah. What's really hard is to work out if anybody took it. And even on forums, people are sort of you know, putting up from eight years ago saying, did anyone ever try Icapro? What was it? They stress really hard. They go, it's just a supplement. You need to eat well, do a load of exercise. Yeah, I mean, it'll, just, it'll just be sugar water, the one. It'll, or, it'll just be like, you can, you could, I could get a sachet of um, sugar and just basically say, this will help you yeah. energy-wise to you know achieve your Absolutely. workout goals because it's sugar. And, and it's also know. that thing of like, you know, when Red Bull first came out, yes. and I remember someone saying to me, you know what taurine is that you mm. see on Red Bull? They said that is, uh, that's bull's urine, and they put that in there. And, I, you know, you, you don't question it, you know. You sort of go, <laughs> yeah, and so I, I tell everyone. And a few years later, I was thinking, you know, why, why on earth would you put bull's urine, a thing which people are going to go, well, you're not selling that here. Just all you need to do is put some sugar in it. That's done. That does exactly the same thing. Um, Icapro is one of those things that is uh, a really sort of like, if you were watching wrestling in the mid-90s, you know about Icapro. Icapro. And it's one of the things that you can get, like hooky t-shirts, but there's no Icapro out there. No. There's I a, would there's like a... to have... A Some bit of icon There's a guy uh, on the internet who eats old rations oh, from like the army, but like great. like uh, uh, army rations from like nowadays, but also like <laughs> civil war rations, <laughs> like chewing down a fucking hard tack, those fucking hard Man. biscuits from like fucking you know 1800s. Kind of, uh, tastes like muff balls, <laughs> and he's just he's got no health insurance. He just eats old food, and to be honest, by and large. Like, Vietnam fucking rations, they've yeah. held up quite yeah. well. He goes on eBay and he buys his rations, you know, in pristine Great. condition and stuff, and he just eats whatever's in the fucking thing, I, meat and I, sh shit. And I imagine if you bought, like, bodybuilding <laughs> supplements from pre-1988... <laughs> You are you are in you are going to be in a lot of trouble. You'll, I you'll get they'd done. Work really. <laughs> you'll get done for even just having them sent to you in the mail. <laughs> That'll be a big legal thing. Yeah, you better hope that you're in, and they don't have to leave a fucking red I, uh, red I, piece I, of paper. I do love it when they show like footage of uh, <laughs> this. You know, this guy has uh, been uh, accused of selling steroids. And they're always the size of a fucking cart horse. You know, absolutely <laughs> astonishing. I was, uh, uh, funny enough, I was just reading a little bit about steroids the other day. And there is a funny thing where still a lot of the old wrestlers sort of go, well, what was the problem? And the problem is people end up dying mm. through doing them. And but, I imagine steroids nowadays are very different to the ones that were used in the 90s. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're still like anything. They're not really to be abused, are they? If you were someone who just sort of said, I drink a lot of cough syrup, you'd go, that's <laughs> weird. Um, but I, I was reading, a, I watched the HBO documentary about Andre the Giant. Yes. Which I really, really enjoyed. And uh, oddly, I was reading the Wrestling Observer afterwards, and there was a big discussion in it, which is the, the sort of the serious newsletter about wrestling. It's been right. running for years and years by Dave Meltzer, who is also on the Donahue special about the uh, gay sex harassment okay. uh, in, uh, that we talked about last episode. Is he the radio guy who looks no, like... No, he's uh, not John Arezzi. Uh, uh, oh, my God, that guy's special, isn't he? Exactly what you'd imagine a man involved <laughs> in wrestling to look like. <laughs> he looks like... Uh, Mike Reed, the Radio One DJ, if he was a Southern preacher, doesn't he? A little bit, um, like he's going to take people to Guyana and make them drink Kool Aid. Yes, absolutely. He looks like the sort of person who, the first time you meet him, there'd be the dead body of a woman <laughs> nearby, and he'd be going, "Don't look at that shit. Nothing I'm fucking doing with me." You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, just uh, just a, a typically sort of slightly sweaty. Uh, uh, you know, 
man who I don't necessarily feel 100% confident around. Yeah. Dave Meltzer is there in the suit, and he is <laughs> right. really... I believe I believe what Barry has to say, but we'll never know the truth. I wasn't there. Everything he says is very, very rational. Yes. There's a point where Vince does say, well, steroids weren't, uh, weren't illegal when uh, these things came in. And Dave picks him up immediately and goes, no, they were in, in Florida where you had them sent to. They are illegal. So he's, uh. he's just very... He, he's an excellent journalist. He happens to be a wrestling journalist, and so has been slightly ignored by the mainstream. But he's yeah. spent most of his adult life putting together the Wrestling Observer which is the only chronicle of the wrestling business mm. that, uh, that is of any worth I mean it yeah. is remarkable I'll have to check that out and in the most recent one he was talking about two I forget who it was two but they were talking about whether Andre with his natural strength could have been a power lifter and there's a big section within that where they're all saying I mean Andre was never on steroids but I mean if he'd been on steroids it could have been astonishing and it sort of ends by saying well you know it had uh, we'll never know really because Andre wasn't on steroids mm. and it was a very sort of sense of within the, the, the wrestling business steroids are seen as being something that can really push you over the edge and make you really super. Well, he'd look very different, wouldn't he? I mean, I get the feeling that Andre wasn't the hardest worker in the gym, let's say, just just because of his physicality. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have fit enough no. the machines, no. you know what I mean? Like, like, like Andre wants to be a bit fucking bigger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, oh, marginal gains. I, I, I can't use toilets on aeroplanes. There's a bit in it where they talk <laughs> about when Andre needed a toilet on a plane, yeah. they would have to put a curtain around him and give him a bucket sort of thing. And yeah. So he's just pissing Jeez. in his seat. The last thing Andre wants to be is three times the size. <laughs> but the funny thing about that particular thing was everyone was talking about it like, um, you know, oh, it would have been good if he'd done that. That would have answered a question. This is still... A, a, a sort of toxic substance that he didn't need to do, but it seemed to be so naturalised uh, within the industry from, from where someone, everyone someone, is, is fine about from it. From someone coming to wrestling uh, rather late, and so, like yeah, I look at everyone in the ring and I go, oh, they've at least used in the past. They, they yeah. you just don't get that, big. Uh, you, and and you can tell the ones that don't work quite as hard because they just get doy. Yeah, and, and you don't get do- you don't get doy like that. You get fat if you eat a lot of food. Yeah, but these guys just get big, but without really. There are there are still no drug test failures in the WWE today. So the use How, of I, drugs is, is still right. going on. There are certain things you can't test for, like human growth hormone. Yes. So if you're particularly wealthy, because it's expensive, mm. you could do human growth hormone, and there is no test for human growth hormone. Right. There is still clearly an issue with performance enhancing drugs in wrestling. Mm. I think a lot of the 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 the, the thing around it is how do you avoid the test rather than you know can you not take it I think yeah. there's, a, there's, there's certainly things otherwise there wouldn't still be suspensions there wouldn't still be firings mm. uh, and, and there, there routinely are there's right. also people who seem to be exempt uh, some people who you know are believed to be uh, certainly I mean for example uh, Brock Lesnar in the mm. UFC has had a number of, of um, uh, suspensions regarding failures that he's made in tests look at him He's huge. Now, he looks like chewing gum, like now, you said in the past. Yeah, he yeah, looks I like mean, a big does. wad of chewing gum. He looks like uh, you know a, a rhino that's been scrunched <laughs> up like paper. I mean, he is just astonishingly <laughs> big. But within legitimate sport, he does have drug failure tests. Mm. Uh, most recently in his match against Mark Hunt, which um, I think he's still on suspension until he reactivates his career as a fighter, yeah. that suspension doesn't go away. Right. So, so, so ah. he is a man who is a top-flight wrestler who has recently uh, been proved to have been on supplements mm. that the UFC would not allow their fighters to be on. Mm. So there is still a culture within these combat and physical sports of people taking supplements which are on the banned list. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's steroids and it's things that are just making you bigger, but what they are is banned supplements. And that is clearly still going on at lots of levels of the business. And the thing, and the, the sad thing is we're wrestling, it's not even performance enhancing, it's just um, maintenance. It's yeah. just maintaining that body. It's just, it's just, it's just maintaining a, a, a larger-than-life, like, just fucking unnatural you, you physique. You can see one of, the, one of the clearest examples about why you might choose to use uh, drugs that change the, the, out, the, the layout of your body. Mm. The wrestler called Jinder Mahal, he is not on performance-enhancing drugs. Mm. But when he's had his first run in the WF and was fired, he had a, a normal body. Mm. While he was away, he just did nothing but work out. And he mm. came back and he looked like a monster, absolutely huge and muscular. They gave him the championship belt because mm. he looked big and he looked spectacular. Now, if you watch that, you go, there is a distinct correlation between the way someone looked and the level that they've chosen to push them at. Right. So if you weren't at that level, there's a way that you can get to that level and it can be sped up by using performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. And that, that is the reality of the business. You yeah. Know? It's, um, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it is, after all, entertainment. I perhaps have less of a hardline kind of opinion about it because I'm just like, well, you know, so you're doing it to your own body, you're not doing it anywhere yeah. else, and it's kind of the game you're in. It's not a good, you know, and you, and you judge it on its own merits, I suppose, to I, a certain extent. I would allow Icapro and nothing else. <laughs> but, Le- level playing field, Icapro. But, but if you're going to take Icapro, you have to take a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Barrels of it. I bet it just gives you the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I mean, we, we did another couple of matches and then talked about Icapro for quite a while. Jesus Christ. We've done it again, but yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. what wrestling is all about. Yeah, it's about hanging out and having a good time. And if we can't hang out and have a good time, then what we'll do is we'll talk for ages. What are we otherwise? Yeah, exactly. Look, it's an audio medium. What do people want? They want nine and a half hours about WrestleMania 8. <laughs> I believe a WrestleMania, we started off by saying A wasn't that good and B was short. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. If you want to get in touch with the show, as always, it's at show at WrestleMePod.com. We've got the URL. We yeah. bought the domain. Yeah, man. We're investing in you, the you, listener. You know it. You know <laughs> it. Uh, and uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. We're mm. always pleased to uh, hear from you if you really like it. If you don't, uh, it's not for you. <laughs> and, and tweet people about it. Celebrities. Yeah. People are no shit. Yeah. I'll I, 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 I tell, tell you what you could do, though. What? Some people have been when we've been saying stuff. Get some fucking I could. When we've been saying stuff, some people have been including uh, like wrestlers in and going ah. And I think there's there's something sometimes the way that people phrase it. Yes, it seems a bit like if I was British Beefcake, I wouldn't want to have to sit through ninety minutes to realise that we weren't really being horrible about him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, leave the Don't, wrestlers alone. Yeah, cuddle cat. No, muscle cat. Yeah, muscle, muscle cat. cat. <laughs> cat, something very different. Very different. Uh, must- <laughs> yeah. And that, no, that was- you can complain about. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cat. Oh, oh. You, you can Google that if you want. Uh, right, we'll be out. Uh, we're going. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, have Come a on. good one, kids. Uh, remember, tweet your Ica Pro. Daddy loves you. Bye. Bye bye, muscle cats. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.